The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's that time of year, of course, when we get the whole staff together. It's time for the College Football Roundtable here on the Zone Sports Network. Of course, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott joined now. You hear him from 10 to 2 every day alongside Scott Gerard, or Scott Gerard, alongside Hans Olsen. He is Scott Gerard, also the voice of the Utah State Aggies. Hello, Scotty. Hello. And joining us, you hear him every single morning alongside David James from uh, 6 to 10. He's the one and only Patrick Kinahan. PK, what's happening? Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, PK. Did, nice, uh, nice entrance. Did, uh, what, I mean, what happened to your voice, PK? It was just, you know. Oh, what happened to right? my voice? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, having to get up that- at 4.30 to take a kid to driver's ed at 5 o'clock <laughs> has got my body clock all out of whack. Yeah, that'll do it. Plus, probably not good on the nerves either, I'm guessing. Well, with it's their, the school does the driver, so I don't have to be anywhere near it. I got You're not in any practice sessions, PK? You're not doing any of that? Oh, heck no. That's what you got an old lady for. <laughs> Thank you both for jumping on. We'll talk to Hanson DJ. Uh, Before up I in. get any sex, sexist comments, she taught Whoa. driver's ed, so... She's much more qualified. It's actually a sign of respect. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you clarified yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. Steve Cleveland somewhere was like, what did he say? Hey, what? Huh? <laughs> now that is sexist comments. Talking, What's wrong with that? We were talking about throwback uh, zone moments. <laughs> yeah. There's one that goes back 20 years-ish. You've had great success. At home. Oh, at, at home. At home. Yeah. <laughs> Can't leave off that I'm part. being told I broke up when I said sexist. <clears throat> a little bit, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anywho, you know, you know I, when my kid took his driving test, I like I told him like, because I'd driven with him, and I was like, hey, look, and he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't good. He wasn't good at all. And, I, and so he's taking his test. I'm like, hey, you know what? A lot of people take it multiple times. It's all right. And I was on the road, uh, calling a game, and he texts me right before I go in there. He's like, I passed it. And I'm like. I would never have passed him. <laughs> like, Heaven help us we, all. We must have like the most loosey goosey standards for giving people driver's license. Because I was like, because even I like wanted to march him back there and say like, no, maybe no. make him do it again. As long as he's not a lefty. These people that hang in the left lane, do they not know that it's against the law to stay in the left lane even if you're yeah. going the speed limit? Do they not know there are high performance vehicles <laughs> that are are capable of coming uh, right poor. by them? Which, yeah. which, by the way, my son, great driver now, and <laughs> awesome, and it is perfectly fine behind the wheel. But I'm just saying, back then, it's like, yeesh, maybe. Just needed a little experience. Yeah, that's, that's all. all. Just, yeah. just needed a little experience. All right, of course, we're here to talk a lot of, uh, of college football. Uh, in fact, uh, PK, let's, let's start with you, the Utes. Uh, Weber State coming up tomorrow. Give us a little bit about what you're looking, like, looking at for that specific game. It's an interesting call to get right now, know, there, right? Scotty. Yeah. Uh, anyway, your your thoughts on the Utes and what we can learn from Game One? I like the Utes' chances to beat Weber. I've been going back and <laughs> forth on this. 
<laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the Utes. Uh, I want to see what they got at running back. You know, last year and last year, it's, it's hard to judge, but one thing we could judge is Ty Jordan was awesome. <laughs> no doubt about it, man. I believe they would have been picked overwhelmingly to win the division if he was still alive uh, because we saw greatness at a position where they've had a lot of greatness and I don't remember any freshman being as great as he was. And we saw it in the first game. And by the third game, I realized what they played five. But by the third game, it was clear this kid's sensational. So I think they need to get that sorted out because Kyle likes to talk about, well, you know, if you had four guys rush for 500 yards, it's the same thing. Except I've never seen that happen. You know what I mean? I realize that it, the yardage could add up to the same thing or better if it was a singular back like they've had for so many years. But they've never had two or three, four guys rushing for 400 yards. That in, in the 16 years he's been the head coach, and even going back to Coach McBride, and uh, Edward Meyer was a little different because Alex Smith was so good, but, and, the, and he was only there for two years. But during the Coach McBride era, it was normally a featured back, and certainly under Kyle, and he's putting these, these, both those guys have put numerous running backs in the NFL. So I want to see what that running back position looks like because they got four. And they haven't settled on an offensive line, but my thought is if it were a conference game or a BYU in a first game, maybe they'd be a little more settled at offensive line. So they could probably play around a little bit. But I want to see who emerges in the at the running back spot. Four is too many to try to get any guys to have any form of rhythm. Speaking of that, uh, a question for you, PK, and for Scotty. Because Jake and I have an ongoing sort of uh, disagreement slash discussion on how Utah should run its offense. I think they should concentrate on throwing the ball a little more and a little more efficiently. Uh, Jake thinks, what are you talking about? They're great at running the football. Just hand the ball off 75% of the time. Where are you guys on that? Well, you can go ahead, Scotty. Um, I, I, you're going to have to throw the ball if you're going to win a championship. Because Utes have done everything they possibly can with the current setup in, in, in running the football, being effective running the football, playing great defense, solid special teams. They need to be able to throw the football and throw it well as, you know, the throw game, as Kyle would say, if they're going to win a, a, a conference championship. They know what it takes to win a South Division. They've done it a couple times, and that's yeah. great, but... You know, they, uh, they they ran up against two teams that were just better than them in a conference championship game in Washington and Oregon. If you're but, going to take that next step to Rose Bowl, you got to throw the football. It's the only thing that's been missing from Utah football over the last, you know, 10 years in the Pac-12. As usual, Scotty, you're wrong. <laughs> how, are they gonna, how are they going to throw it any better than what Tyler Huntley did his senior year. People forget he was phenomenal. And this whole deal about winning a conference championship, it's all a brand new thing. It's winning one game. It's not winning a conference title. It's winning one game. They go 8-1. and one. And for 80 years, that would have got them the conference title. But now we have this one-game deal. One game determines... The conference and they, title. It, it's and, they like, got sm- and they got smoked in that game. Against Oregon with yes. an NFL quarterback, they did. And, and Tyler and, Huntley's and, and they had an NFL all, quarterback. And a, a top five pick on the offensive line and the potential number one pick on the defensive line. 
So you got me there. They did. They lost that game. There's no question. The year and they before, lost they to had, Washington the year they before. They had Jason Shelley at quarterback, and I don't even remember who was the backup running back because Huntley and Moss were out. Yeah, I can so, tell you how good Jason Shelley is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Experienced that one. Okay, yeah. so this is what I lean on. I think you're right, Scotty. I'm of course you do because you, you want to go against the, uh, the opposite side. No, no. I've, I've been yes, saying yes. this for I've been saying this for months. No, no. And I've been wrong about it for for months. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I can't even stand you. Uh, this is this why I go back to what uh, what uh, Saban said. He said he used to concentrate on playing good defense and running the football. And, and he, he has said, seven guys on defense who are in that. the NFL. I so he can do whatever that. the heck he wants. If I he wants to that. run it, he can throw it. If he wants to have a left-handed quarterback throw right-handed, they got so much said, talent. What he, difference does it make? When he Thank said you, it, he, when he, wait. When he <laughs> said waiting. it, he was he was talking to a bunch of other coaches. It was at a coaching clinic. So he said, if you want to win championships at any level, you have to play explosive offensive. Okay, football. but answer me, Gordon. How do you expect Charlie Brewer to have a better season than? Tyler Huntley had. They already threw the ball. He completed like 75% of his passes. He was absolutely awesome. And in one game, they weren't awesome, so they didn't win it. Right. You got me there. They did not win that game. All but, right. Well, hey, uh, how, many you, champ- okay. how many championships have the Utes won? Well, okay, maybe let's – maybe this questions you know the answer to. I know, but it proves the point. But how they is not. Charlie Brewer okay. going to have a better season than they, Tyler Huntley? Answer he, me he, that. He won't because here's the thing. It may, we're talking about quarterbacks. We, we need to be talking about systems because Tyler Huntley averaged about 23 or 24 attempts a game. That number probably needs to be in the 29 to 30 range. It, yeah, it, it's you have a ma- the all-time leading rusher there. So, it's, Zach, go sit on the sidelines. We're not really going to use you. Okay, but when – Buffalo Bills have no problem using Zach but when you But when you get in a shootout in a conference championship game, you've got to be able to deal. cut it loose. It so, change yeah, exactly. the system one for game one game. Change, change the system for the, one game. Okay, abs- go ahead. It, do you want to win a title or not? Change. Do you want to win a title? No, you don't. You don't. I go back don't, to, I go ans- ba- don't ask I go, me questions you know the answer to. I go back to Gordon. How many times has Utah won a championship? And they've been right there on the Are doorstep Are you guys twice. dumb? You already know the answers to that. Each time you ask me a question you know the answer to, you look stupider and stupider. PK. So don't do it. <laughs> stupider. Well, hey, the problem is that you don't know the right answer. Uh, disagree. I know right in on a one-game deal Pay against attention. Oregon, they got beat. <laughs> He's a good boy, but he don't listen. <laughs> Pay attention. Now, why, why would you scrap the whole system that got you there? I mean, that, that, if all because of a sudden, the system you have doesn't work. It does it doesn't too. work. It, it got you to 8-1, well. but it didn't get how, you. How many championships have they won? And then, you, and then you get smoked by Texas in the Cotton Bowl, too. Oh, the, 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 or the Alamo. And, and every team who has lost the Pac-12 title game, you know what their record is in bowls? 0-10. There's obviously excuse. Rose Bowl. Cotton Bowl. Oh, I mean, go on that. I mean, it's a uh, hangover. It's well, it's Come on, no, Kyle's the, supposed to be the, the king the, of the, getting teams ready for bowl games. <laughs> and Quinn Snyder's supposed to be great, too. And they let Terrence Mann beat them. I mean, answer that, Gordon. Come What's on, that got man. to do with what we're talking well, sometimes about? Sometimes right guys you're, rise you're, up you're and they're, shots they're there, better there, than the situation at hand. We're, we're, we're going on the, uh, the change the system because you lost the Alamo Bowl. That's no, change the system so you can win championships. 
If it would even work. Well, yeah. I mean, that's always the question. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, what they've what got works now. What does work? It get does your, work. Get yourself what, a good. I, you know, but PK said, so oh, when you got, say, when you got Zach Moss running the football, I, you don't want to take carries away from him. Gordon, He'd gain more I, yards with fewer six, carries if you had a, a truly effective I, Yeah, schedule. he would I, turn I, it off. He was just on a bullseye basis. I don't know. I mean, the numbers were astounding if he just turned it on. I mean, I don't know. I mean, come on! You just make stuff up. Fewer carries, more yards. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's a, that's quite more the, yards the, per carry. That's quite because the they got to cover every so quadrant. The of reason field. why I brought up Quinn Snyder, Gordon, is the Jazz have never gotten past the second round under Quinn Snyder. So they should change the system because they didn't win it all. How many championships have the Jazz won? Zero. So the point I was making, not to take shots that Scotty said, it was to illustrate, Gordon, you understand the master teacher more than anybody, right? And the master teacher taught in parables. So the same type of principle here. <laughs> I thought we were still talking about Quinn Snyder there, sorry. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about Holland now. But uh, the... How many championships have the Jazz won? So they need to change the system because they haven't won a title. They have changed the system. The system system has been the same for the past 35 years. But it was the same last last couple years, hasn't it not? Uh, They brought back the same guys. And they're going to have the same system this year. So that's Look, three. If they don't win the title next year, and I hope they do, that's three years. So Change the system. All I'm it's saying is I'm sitting, there, I'm, I'm sitting there watching what Nick Saban is saying. He's, and he's not talking about Alabama. He's talking about high schools. He's talking about college teams. He's talking about everybody. And well, he's saying, uh, in, in the, with the way the rules, with the way let me finish. He's saying, this under the rules of today's football game, you gotta have explosive offense, or else you won't win championships. That was his message, and I think he's a pretty good. He's got decent credibility. Yeah, and, they, and a few years back, they went up to Oregon and put sixty-two on him. Well, now, now you're just now you're cherry picking, man. You're picking just one game. Well, yeah, one game. Yeah, but Nick Saban is one know, coach. I can and go back and score and look at all the the differential. They were first in the conference in this, first in the conference in that, and you want them to change everything that's worked. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what we're saying. We're saying throw the the ball maybe five or six or seven more times a game so that the defense has to stay off balance. I mean, you look at Tyler Huntley, there was a bunch of games where he's under 200 yards passing. If you've got a guy that's completing 70% of your passes, you got to let him rip it. Did you see, Scotty, you didn't watch any game. They were kicking the crap out of everybody. It would have been unsportsmanlike. He would have got flipped off by Joe Glenn if the, in the uh, every game in the second half, the game was over. Let's see, 33-28 to 28 to Washington, 21 attempts. Uh, you look at uh, they went up the to Air- Washington and won for the first time, and that wasn't good enough for you. And I had a coach attempts. on the hey, they field. May, they may that have been able to win by two. You got to win by nine and not by two. Is there that you what go. you're saying? Come if, on, if you don't want to, if you don't want to lose by twelve in the Pac-12 example, championship Scotty. game, you and you don't want to lose by twenty-eight to PK, Texas, you're picking single evidences here. I do want to hear. I do want to hear about you hugging a coach out on the field after that game, though. Is that where you're going with that? No, a coach came up to me at Washington and said this is a seminal moment in our program these are the type of games we haven't won and I sh- and I wish I would have known I would have said because you know the coach very well I wish I would have said yeah but Scott Gerard doesn't think he's good enough <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have known it I didn't know it until now you an old fullback 
wants all of a sudden Mike Leach to be coaching the team. No, that's not what we're saying, and that's what Jake always argues. It's, it's what, not it's what, it's not what, what we're saying. saying. Yes. It's a nuanced discussion, you talk and about, you guys want to take it to the nth degree. And, Nobody but, is saying you air raid. want to have it be perfectly explained. We got it. No, I just want to – I just you said uh, they, they won a game that they hadn't been able to win. Well, they haven't been able to win a championship. Me. Well, that team, you talk about – They haven't been able to win the one game. You're right. You they talk about Oregon being game. loaded with NFL players. Utah was loaded with NFL players as well. On and defense. On defense, absolutely. And they, and they, and, and they gave up 37 points in an offense that couldn't keep up with them. So why aren't we banking on the defense then? Why are we, we bang, Yeah, the defense didn't come to play either. So but some, there's going to be the some defense. games in a college football season that you're going to need to lean on your offense. Listen to what Scotty's saying because he's absolutely to, correct. You, there's going to be games where your defense doesn't play and you have to have an offense that can keep up. And that offense could not keep up when Utah's defense Not in falls. that game. You got me there. Well, they I, I think – and so I was PK. You know what, PK? You're such a like a uh, win at all costs kind of guy. I'm surprised that you're just okay with second place all the time. Like I, I'm a little surprised that you're okay with. Uh, you know what? Eight and dude, one's good. We did really. We did okay, dude, but we I'm didn't a win Sun it. Devil fan, and you're surprised that I think second place is good. Really? You know, I'm okay. Wow. I'm okay with Joe Germain going 80 yards in one no, and a half minutes to win a game. There's a difference between pro and college. <laughs> that's the pros. It's win at all costs. You're saying, well, uh, you're cherry picking, Scotty, and we just learned that that is that's the 11th commandment. Do not cherry pick. Okay, I assign so with that philosophy to the pros. You go 10 and two in college. I think you had a really good season. I'm a Sun Oh, you had a great fan. season. It's Anytime great. Anytime my team goes 10-2, and two, oh, my gosh. And you know how many times they've done it in the last 30 years? Like two or three times. So I don't know what to tell you on that, man. If Look, you, PK, if you all I know is losing in the all, conference title game. All, yeah, Kyle Whittingham has a problem with that because he's the one that always says it's the, it's, the one, it's the thing we haven't done. It's the only thing left. And in order to do that, they can't run the ball 50 times a game. Sure they can. Why not? Yeah, I mean, hey, Stanford, how about let me let's put it. it this way. Let's Stanford's put it this way. How it. many conference titles, given their personnel, how many have the should they have won in the last ten years? Maybe if one. they were doing what you're talking about, how many conference titles no, should they well, have? On it their all case? depends. You can't even make that argument because Why not? It, it depends on <laughs> the, it, it depends look, on the stance of the no, offensive coordinator to begin no, with. To, to your point, I think they had the personnel to win in nineteen. Like and, and okay, and, there's an and, answer. One, and, all right. And, 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 to it. and, and, by, and by the way, to, PK, to PK's point, it was a bad day for Utah. Like those teams play ten times, yeah. you know, it's probably six and four or something like that. that it, Utah just had they laid an egg that day. There's no doubt about it. They did. And so they did. I can't defend. And, and, it. They were and, awful. And, and it's not. It wasn't all the <laughs> passing attack. I mean, you know, we're we're taking, you know, both sides on this thing. It's somewhere in between. But yeah. then again, you had to have been. You know, there, there, there were a lot of opportunities there for Utah, and it just. I it, say what's, change what's it. disappointing is is those opportunities don't come along very often. Except and they so, were on two years in a row because I don't really count last year. I mean, the, the freaking winner of the North. Yeah, but you're a Pac-12 historian. You know that yeah. the likelihood of this continuing on is is really slim. Uh, and so not if I you think, listen to some other guys around that are media members. <laughs> well, uh, the point is, though, if you're a Utah fan and you get there and you can't get over the hump, it's it just burns you, burns you in the belly. And no you're like, question. what can we do to get a little bit better? Yeah, well, I say, I say change it, and that I, there's no doubt you change what got you to the dance, and I believe your chances of winning the Vegas Bowl are much better. 
Are you guys not hearing what we're saying? Because no, we're, we're, saying, we're, saying, we're saying throw the ball five more times a game. We're not saying that, turn it into a fine. Mike Leach Scrap offense. Scrap the whole thing and start throw, all over. Throw again. it five more times. If that's, if that's going to satisfy you, then throw it five more times. I'm all for it. Go uh, ahead and do there, it. Throw, throw it five go. more times. All right, I don't know go. who the running back is this year, those, so I can't it, say subtract the carries from whomever because I don't know yeah, who but, the featured back. But you're right. Be. Take it out of Ty Jordan's hands. Good idea. Five yeah. more, five less times, giving it Go to Go ahead, him. throw it five more well, times. Well, if Ty Jordan was on that. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lord, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Sure you can. I'm all for it. Throw it five more times. There I you got go. no problem. And if he throws five touchdowns, then you get, you win the Pac-12 title. Especially you if you have a quarterback who can pull it off. Is Charlie Brewer that guy? Well, and, and Tyler Huntley's an NFL quarterback, so you had one then. And maybe they should have thrown it more. By the way, I never saw that coming. What? Oh, and he was, he's been great. Yeah, he's been awesome. Yeah, that Huntley, last preseason game was incredible. Yeah, Huntley. Yeah, he's been amazing. Uh, well, yeah, but see, you're right, because you didn't see his senior year. You're too busy calling Aggie football. If you would have saw him his senior year, you thought this kid has a chance. All right, we're here at uh, Marley's Gourmet Sliders. We'll jump into BYU coming up right around the corner, 555 South Geneva Road down here in Linden in the Timpanogos Harley-Davidson building. And Maddie is joining us once again. Uh, Maddie, let's get, let's get Scotty. Scotty, what's your favorite? Run, run it by Maddie here. Uh, I, th- look, I, I, would, I, I always like to go off the beaten path a little bit, but that handsome Rob. Yeah, it's, it's the best burger. It's really the best burger. Yeah. You can't go wrong. But they're all one. great. I mean, it's like, you know, picking your kids. Some days you like one better than the other. But uh, but the standard is usually, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. If you've never been here, just go grab yourself a grab yourself a shake, grab yourself a handsome Rob, and you will be infinitely pleased with yourself. Get the fries, too, And get the man. fries, too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I can't forget the fries. Yep. Uh, what's your guys is the you're famous for the the Nutella what banana Nutella shake? Yeah, the banana Nutella shake. That's what you uh, were munching on yeah. over there. Still Gordon. working on. Yeah, how'd it go? It's good. All of them are good though. How was your uh, cookies and cream? Oh, it couldn't have been better. Absolutely, the shakes are delicious. Not it, bad. Yeah, they're super good. We're actually doing a deal right now. Um, first ten people to come in, um, if they buy a shake, they'll get a free fry. So hey, oh, there how you about go. that? Yeah. Nice. Just have to roll through and say you're a big show listener or listener to the zone. Yeah, just gotta let them know that you're a listener to the zone and. We'll hook you up with a free fly. Got a little sweet and salty thing going there, too. With yeah, the, the it's super good. You can like, even dip it. I was yeah. going to ask you, there's a lot of people that do that, dip the fry yeah, in the just shake. Like, hey, does that work? I've never done that. Oh, it's super good. People do that with the Frosties at Wendy's all the time. Uh, that's Gordon's way of saying he wants some more fries in Yeah, the that's shake. kind of what it sounded <laughs> like. Maybe I should give that a try. <laughs> you know, I've never thought of that before. <laughs> uh, but, no, the, the food's amazing. You guys also do breakfast, too. Yeah, we do. Um, we open at 8, so. Swoop on perfect by. time for before work to Where? grab a slider or grab a burrito. The burritos are super They're good. Super Isn't there good. some sort of legendary story about David James? Yeah, we'll ask him about it in the French uh, toast. But I, the uh, Talon's mixed up in yeah, there, too. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't this one's not on DJ. No, yeah. no. it was. And, and Talon was, like, eating off, like, DJ's plate or something like that, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. It was oh, I was there, yeah. Line. Was that what it was, PK? Was that uh, Talon ate, like, 30 <laughs> French toast bites and <laughs> ate it off DJ's plate? brought a little plate. bit of everything. And that's exactly what we, DJ and I, had just a little bit only of the eggs. <laughs> only of the I'm surprised eggs. DJ didn't stab that guy with a fork. <laughs> well, we were on the air, man. And he, I don't think he noticed it until afterward. We heard that that syrup is like handmade. Or oh, homemade. it's so good. If you've never had our buttermilk syrup, you need to come like right now. 
Uh, that just yeah. sounds amazing. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Is breakfast served all day, all the time? No. So it, it served from 11, uh, 8 to 11. Okay. Yeah. Gordon just wants a shot of the syrup. Can you get that, you know, a little <laughs> shot glass? Oh, a little I'll shot glass. <laughs> something like that. Just a little something. Uh, well, thank you for jumping on with us. Yeah, we no appreciate problem. it. All right. We'll have more coming up next. College Football Roundtable right here on the Zone Sports Network. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes get set for an in-state showdown against Weber State at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Catch the Ute pregame show Thursday at 4, followed by the postgame show immediately after the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your Cougars at 30 update. BYU getting ready for their showdown in Vegas with Arizona on Saturday. Uh, offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick talked about what set Jaron Hall apart from other quarterbacks. Just his command of the overall offense. He looks like he's in control out there. He knows what we're doing. Everything from pass protections to his reads in the passing game. You know, we ask him to do quite a bit in the run game. Our quarterbacks probably do more in the run game than people realize. He does a lot of good things there, getting us to the right plays. Looks like a veteran player so far in camp, and now it's time to go show that he can do that in a game. Took really good care of the ball. That was an important part of fall camp. Jaron had the fewest turnovers and the most explosive plays, and those are two very important things for a quarterback all right this uh, cougar 30 update brought to you by our friends at the murdoch auto group The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Cougars open up 2021 in Las Vegas this Saturday against Arizona. Your home for the best coverage of Cougar football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Marley's Gourmet Sliders out here at Timpanogos Harley-Davidson. They share a building, 555 South Geneva Road in Linden. Come see us. Want to remind you, Football Friday for The Big Show is going to be at the warehouse this Friday, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's our college football roundtable. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Scotty G, and Patrick Kinahan, David James, and Hans Olsen will be along for the ride coming up in the top of the 5 o'clock hour. We had a quite the heated discussion uh, about the Utes in the last segment. Let's uh, move over yeah. to the Cougars. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, we'll yeah. get some Aggies yeah. uh, coming up as well. Yeah. You got yeah. something on your mind over there, PK? You got something <laughs> firing in with? Well, I need, to, I need to apologize to our listeners because if I knew all Gordon was asking for is five more passes, I would have said yes right from the start. 
Scotty, uh, isn't that what you said right at the beginning? I, uh, I, I think you need to average 30 attempts a game. Yes. Well, I mean, it takes great courage to advocate for five more passes a game, I've got to admit. <laughs> I am here for you. I didn't realize that's what he was asking for. If that's what he's asking for, I'm all for it. All right. You, so we agree. There we go. Jake's the only I thought you meant way more than that. No, I don't mean that. I thought you meant way more than that. And every, everything's, you know, obviously every game's a little different. But I think you got to be able to trust your quarterback to be able to, if you're in a situation where your defense is letting you down, where you can, uh, where you can sling it 35 times a game yeah. if you're in a shootout. And Kyle Whittingham's going to wear a dress on the sidelines, too. That, see, there we go. That's back to what we're talking about. He's, that I'd like to never, see. Maybe it's a never, kill? It's never going to happen. It's no, right. no, it's not. You're right, but if you're asking me, I'm all for five passes a game. Him, another story. Me, I'm fine with it. I'm looking for five less passes per game. <laughs> you, five just want more a game runs. you just want a game to go by faster. Maybe ten more runs a game. But yeah, well, that's we a going, nice byproduct, too. Yeah. <laughs> are we going BYU now? Yes. Yes, please. Oh, because you're going to see five more passes. You're going to see an offense that you haven't seen in 20 years. Which, which is really interesting because they do have really good running backs. But I'm telling you, man, Aaron Roderick is going to call a game unlike we have seen in many years in Pro Bowl. Why is that, PK? Is that confidence in the quarterback, or is that personnel? Why? Why? Because they were pretty aggressive with a pretty good quarterback last year. And I think they're going to be more aggressive. Even yeah. when you return a 1,200-yard rusher, I think you need to run the ball five more times a game. <laughs> Bingo. Agree. Bingo. Here we go. I, I would get in a fight with you, except I once tried to get around you in a heated situation, and it didn't work. So I hey, won't get in a fight with you. I, because I now you're you just that. trying to egg me on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with Scotty G, man. Oh, uh, man. It was, it was all yeah. done out of love. It was all done out of love. <laughs> it, I know it was, which is, yeah. And I'm grateful you did it, but I was – uh, I was nothing more than a rag doll for Scotty. <laughs> See, you lower your base, you put your you put your uh, your hands in the. It's a lot like what Trent Dilfer did on video. You know, you get your hands under the shoulder pads and then you drive it like a car and just kind of steer oh, the man. person. Penny Sewell's got how, nothing on Scott Gerard. <laughs> Scotty, how how hard did you have to push to keep PK out of trouble? Oh, uh, he's swatting uh, flies. No, no problem at all. PK had the adrenaline running. It, it was it wasn't easy. <laughs> they could have made a movie up, but Scotty could have played the blind side. <laughs> I'm telling tell you right now, our listeners have no clue what we're talking about, but if they do the backstory on that, they would be hooting and hollering. It's right another now. one for the book. Yeah. Scotty drove me to the opposite side of Memphis. Just leave it at that. <laughs> well, I, I want to know why the, the shift toward aggression. I think Scotty's uh, mocking question stands. Why would they be more aggressive if they got yeah. Tyler Algiers? Let's, because, let's get back to that. You're pretty confident they're going to do it. Why would they? Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers has been waiting for years to have pl- complete and total control of the offense. And he's got it. And he doesn't have to worry about somebody second-guessing him. And he believes in the personnel. He believes in the I'll, receivers. I'll back uh, PK on this one. In my conversations with Aaron Roderick, he is eager to open that sucker up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I think that's that's the aim. I don't know whether <laughs> – I mean, they were pretty aggressive last year going up against the competition they had. But, but it, see, uh, and that's where I think, Scotty, and your point, Gordon, is the same too, is that Whittingham doesn't think he has to 
I think Aaron is going to think to beat SC, to beat Utah, to beat, I mean, whoever, all, all these uh, five Pac-12 teams they got on their schedule that they're going to have. To, he's going in from the mindset because he's not in charge of the defense, obviously, and it's no knock on the defense, but he's going in with the mindset, we've got to score a bunch. That's my job is to get that ball in the end zone. I mean, even if they had the 85 Bears, it wouldn't matter because he's not thinking about that. He's thinking about not that he's going to be loose and being ridiculous and calling he doesn't do special teams, but like a fake punt out of your end zone against Boise. I mean, I'm not talking stuff like that. I'm not talking irresponsible. But he believes in the personnel. If Jaron Hall can do it and if the line can give him time, we will see it. Well, there's a couple of ifs there. You hit the nail on the head with the offensive line. Uh, that, how do you think that, uh, that unit's going to look? I think the best answer uh, to that might come here in about 25 minutes from right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, Hans but, is obviously the guru on offensive line. He knows it more than I do, so I would defer to him. But from what they've told me, a lot of my analysis is what people tell me as opposed to what I see. Hans is more qualified to speak on what he sees as opposed to I – you do my role as talking to folks, and they tell me, and then I repeat it. Well, I, I asked Hans that very question and he, when he subbed in for Jake last week, and he said they have some really good front-line guys, but he thinks they're a little thin. They have to stay healthy. Well, and that's, that's true. And, and it's spot on, too, because last year, and that's why it's such a shame that we didn't see this BYU team up against better competition last year because they had that depth. Yeah. And now you remove yeah. some of those key players, the guys that did get some time, they move up, they become full-time starters. But I love the fact, as long as you got James MP anchor in that, in, uh, that, that line, which I think is he's as good of an offensive lineman as we've had here in the state in a while, I think, I think they've got an opportunity to be really, really good. And I don't think there'll be a huge drop-off. There'll be a little bit, and depth is a huge issue. There's no doubt about it. If they stay healthy, though, I think they should be okay. PK, I don't think uh, you would mind me revealing that when I asked PK about BYU-Utah last year. You really thought that uh, that might have been the year that BYU had had him, huh? Well, it was a circumstantial thing, yeah, because the year before, the Utes had put so many guys in the NFL, and they were starting so many fresh faces in the backfield, defensively I'm speaking of, of course, and with that in mind, you had Zach Wilson, and we know how good he is. I've been on the Zach Wilson bandwagon since he's a sophomore in high school. Again, because people I trust told me, not because I'm some quarterback whisperer, because I'm not. It's what they tell me, and I happen to know his high school people very well. And they had told me about that. So, yeah, I think if they were ever going to beat them, last year would have been the year. This year, I'm afraid for BYU because those guys got some experience uh, last year that they didn't have, particularly the way the game is scheduled with BYU. It's always early in the season. And so I don't remember what the schedule would have been if the, if Utah would have had a, a big sky team off the bat. But you don't really get a – that's just like a cursory level of experience. They Those guys wouldn't have had a lot under their belt. Now they've got five games. And and talking to Morgan Scowley, you know, he says too – the, the, the defensive secondary needs to be better than it was last year. But we're talking about BYU now. And if, if and I, I think Hall can do it. I'm not saying he's going to be Zach Wilson. Not yet. Maybe in a year or two might, might be different. I don't know. I'm not saying either way. But if he can play what they think he's capable of to that level now, they've got a shot to be competitive this year. 
So what's a what's a good mark for BYU this year? Let's let's get everybody's thoughts going around. We can start with you, Gordon. What and, and you can make it realistic or whatever standard you want. But what would be a good win total? for I the think team? BYU's offense is going to be able to move the ball. I really think they're going to be effective. I wonder about the defense. And I hear Kalani say after practices that the defense is looking good, and that I I just don't know it. I'll believe that when I see it going up against some of the competition like Utah, USC, Arizona State. How are they going to look against those teams? Can they slow those teams down? I, I'm i not sure, although we hear that the, the back end of that defense has a lot of athletes in it, which isn't always the case for BYU. But I, More so than the, ever. The linebackers are good. I don't know about the, the front. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to wait and see on that one. So not going to give us a number? I'll give you – I'll say uh, – for BYU? Yeah, for yeah. BYU, if I, you, you want if me to go first? If you want to be thinking? really optimistic, I'd say eight wins. If you're, uh, I, I would lean somewhere seven or around seven wins. BYU's man. winning nine games this year. Nine? Oh-hoo-hoo. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Hum, baby. Yeah. What you, what With one of those losses, of course, being to the Aggies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will go Aggies. Uh, <laughs> hey, Blake Anderson but, and I are family, Scotty. Yeah, I did hear that the other day. What? Yeah, they, they, uh, when you apparently shop in a mall in Jonesboro, uh, it's the only you're, you're mall in Jonesboro. <laughs> I don't know uh, if Gordon and Jake know it, but he came from Arkansas State, which is right. Jonesboro, Arkansas. That's where my wife's grandmother lived for a good portion of her life. So I've been to Jonesboro many times. All right, so Arizona's a win. South Florida's a win. Utah State, probably a win. Um, Washington State is a win. Idaho State is a win. Georgia Southern is a win. That's six right there. Um, If you, I think there's between USC. Baylor and Virginia. Virginia, Baylor, Arizona State, and uh, and I think there's three wins there. Utah. Look, I don't think they beat Utah, but I think there's three additional wins there. Okay. They're not going to beat SC in the Coliseum. Wait, they don't need to. They beat SC the last time they played. And look, it's the last game of the year, and SC is going to be on an interim coach, and that team's already going to be <laughs> – they're going to be have that stamp meld, or stamp licked and meld in by that point on that point of the season mm. for USC. Who do you think that coach will be? Well, I thought it was going to be St. Urban, but, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. If Urban keeps running his mouth in the NFL, he might be back in college pretty soon. St. <laughs> Urban. How about that? I, I think picked, uh, I'm on record. I wrote for our website and KSL, uh, posted it yesterday. I have them 8-4 and four overall and 0-0 zero and zero in conference. 8-4 <laughs> and four would be a nice year. I think so, too. 9 would be if great. If nine wins, Scotty, that's. Uh, nine wins is outstanding for BYU. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. As long as UVA is one of them, I'm, I'm in. And I think nine I wins think is just about be. for any program is outstanding. Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. Hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. Coming up next, we're going to get Scotty and PK's thoughts on the Aggies. Of course, we're your home of Aggie football here on the Zone Sports Network. We're live from Marley's Gourmet Sliders out here in Linden, 555 South Geneva Road. Come see us. More next here on your College Football Roundtable on the Zone Sports Network. Now let's get this party started. (laughs) 
This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Blake Anderson, head coach at Utah State, this guy who's coached a lot of quarterbacks and ran a lot of offenses. What are the two or three things you need to see from a guy to give him the nod and say, okay, you're going to be the guy? It's not about stats at this point. It's about a guy that shows the ability to prepare the right way all week long, be consistent on a daily basis, and then protect the ball and, and stay within the system on game day. We just felt like that with the injury we had to Bonner and how much time he missed spring and summer that we've seen a glimpse of what both can do, but the best way to really be thorough is just give ourselves time. I'm not going to play two quarterbacks all season, but I'm perfectly fine doing that Saturday if that's what I need to do to help give both the best opportunity to kind of prove what they can do in a live setting. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah opens up their season coming up tomorrow, taking on the Weber State Wildcats. Utah quarterback Charlie Brewer talks, uh, talks about what he expects out of the Wildcats. Oh, uh, yeah, they're a really good football team. Uh, they play really hard. Um, got a lot of really good players on defense. So, you know, we're going to have to come and play well. And, uh, you know, they win a lot of games in the FCS level. Um, so we're going to have to play well for sure. This Utes update brought to you by s Roofing, your locally owned roof repair experts for a free quote and all of your roofing needs. Call S&S Roofing. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Aggies kick off the season against Washington State for a late-night Saturday showdown. Your home for the best coverage of Aggie football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Go Aggies! I like it, Austin. Welcome on back. College football roundtable here on the Zone Sports Network live from Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Here uh, in the same building as Tim Pinogas, Harley Davidson. We're hanging out with those good folks too. 555 South Geneva Road here in Linden. Come and see us. David James and Hans Olsen will join us uh, coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But right now, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, uh, Patrick Kinahan, and Scott Gerard. We talked a lot of Utes. We talked a lot of Cougars. Now let's talk a little Aggies. And uh, just as luck would have it, we have the voice of the Utah State Aggies here. And, uh, Scotty, let's talk about what to expect up in Logan. New coaching staff. I think all of us have kind of been... I don't know, impressed by, uh, by Coach Anderson's energy, and he seems to, to have a good vibe. He certainly has a, a track record of success, but what's, uh, what are you expecting out of the Aggies this year? Yeah, he's won everywhere he's gone, um, but this is, this is a rebuild, and there's some work to be done there. There's no doubt. A lot of transfers, a lot of transfers from P5 schools. Some guys have had a pretty decent resume. Some guys have been a little unproven, but there's, there's some talent there, um, and the schedule's a lot easier. Uh, you swap out, you know, on the on how the conference uh, shifts games. They drop off San Diego State and add in Fresno and add UNLV, Hawaii, 
and San Jose State. Now, I know San Jose surprisingly is good at football now, uh, but but there's there's two wins that you probably have that you wouldn't have had on the old older schedule. So there's some things that you can look at and say and point to and say there's some room for improvement. I think five, six wins is certainly within the realm of possibility. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they're able to get there. Uh, but they've got serious depth issues um, in some areas. The guys need to stay healthy. They've got great talent. They've got good young talent. It's just inexperience. And if they get that, in, those kids get some experience um, against the schedule, I think they have a chance to do some really good things. But it's, it, it, it's a build, and they'll get there eventually. Um, and I have a lot of faith in the staff. It's just going to take some time. I find his story fascinating that, uh, and, and we can get into this, I guess, but he had some personal situation that changed for him. He lost his wife, right, uh, yeah. when he's coaching there in, in, in Jonesboro and n- elected for a fresh start. And I think it's a, g- a good sti- sign for Utah State and where they are as, you know, a quality of job that he probably could have handpicked a few jobs and decided that this was the one for him. I, I found that part of the story pretty interesting. Yeah, he had enough of a resume that he could have gone a few places. And over the last few years, there's been some P5 schools that have sniffed at him, and he just didn't fill his time. But uh, it, it's a pretty emotional story where he talks about, I lost my wife, and I'm going to the same church that we went to. I'm going to the same mall, apparently, in Jonesboro that we went to. Like, <laughs> I go to all these different places, and it just reminds me of her. And so while he's winning and the AD likes him and they're – and the money is probably equivalent to what he was making there, maybe a little bit of a raise at Utah State. It's like it was time to move on. And I think we all get to that point in our life sometimes where it's like after X amount of time and even without any tragedies, you feel like maybe I need some new scenery. And that's kind of the genesis on why he reached out. Because, frankly, I don't think he was on Utah State's radar until he reached out and said, hey, if you guys are still have an opening, I'd be interested. Okay, so I have two questions here. The first one is, uh, for both you guys, is uh, – well, this one's for you, Scotty. Uh, who's the quarterback going to be up there? And the second question is, and PK, jump in here, will you? What do you guys think of these elongated quarterback battles? Do you think that it is more helpful than it is hurtful or what? Uh, it's a great question. I think eventually Logan Bonner is going to be the guy. and uh, But Andrew Peasley has done a good job in camp to try to make it a close battle. I think that and I did the coaching show with him last night. He brought a really good point. He goes, I am not a two-quarterback system. I'm not. And I, we will not be going forward. I do need a little bit more time on this. And he goes, and so I'm going to give myself a little bit of time in this Washington State game, if needs be. He said, look, I might wake up in the morning and say it's Beasley or Bonner, and, and that's it, and that's who we're going to go with. But do you think a coach's indecision like that is good or bad? Uh, I, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. I'm not – but – but then again, he's like, look, this Washington State game, I need a little bit more time to figure it out. If it's a close battle, you, you might as well get it right and go forward. It's not something that needs to carry into game two, game three, game four. That's a problem. But your first game against a P5 opponent on a road, if you want to give a guy a little bit of time to figure it out, then okay. Wouldn't it be better I, to I, have a general and then if he needs relief, bring in the relief? Well, yeah, usually that's the way you want to do it, but you want to get that decision right. Like, I see both sides going. I'm not arguing with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see his perspective on this, thinking, I just, I'm going to get one more game just to try to figure it out, give these guys some snaps, if that's indeed what he does. He may, this all might be just one big giant smoke screen, and he's like, you know, and Logan Bonner, Andrew Pizzi is a guy, and he's going to be the guy the rest of the season. I don't know. But I'm going to take him at his word and say, look, I just need a little bit more time to figure this thing out. The reason I think this question is so interesting is because there are such wide variances of uh, opinion on how this stuff should be handled, both at the NFL level and at the college level. Uh, it's, 
it's just curious to me that all the local teams collegially uh, extended this quarterback well, derby. When in reality, we kind of felt like it was going to go the way right. that it did the whole time. And Bonner's going to be the guy. He's going to go, and, and Anderson's going to go in the same way that Kyle did. Brewer was the guy because he's got more experience. Bonner's got more experience. And so they're not going to put the younger kid out there. And I think he has to say Peasley's in it because he can't bring in a guy who didn't play in spring ball because then what's it send the message? Oh, you don't need spring ball. Just take it off. Just be good to go in <laughs> August, and we'll give you the job. There's politics involved there. I just don't know why that politics would go into the first game. Not like that, will. like, like, yeah, yeah, if it does, if it does, yeah. And that's, that, I agree with PK 1000% on that. And that's why you wait. We all knew that it was going to be Charlie Brewer. We all knew it was going to be Jaron Hall. Yeah. So and, why the ruse? And, well, I also think there's an element of if you do it too early, guys can, uh, it's transfer portals sitting there waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. All right, uh, Scotty and PK, thank you very much. Uh, you guys are great. Of course, listen to PK from 6 to 10 every morning with David James and uh, Scotty G from 10 to 2 with Hans Olsen. And speaking of DJ and Hans, they are both here. They both join the show coming up next. It's your uh, roundtable, college football roundtable here on the Zone Sports Network.